NFC, AFC North Day here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and a whole host of news and notes that we have to get to, including a whole shit ton going on with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So how very wonderful and exciting, Jake Simone. How are we? Uh, you know, this one holds a special place in my heart for Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, but otherwise, uh, can't complain. We'll be talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers today. We'll also be talking about Amon Ross St. Brown, Dalvin Cook, and Cole Matt. <laughs> my guy. My guy. Um, so, before we get to anything, before we get to anything, Jake, I want to ask you a very, very specific question. When it comes to the NFC North, this is where we're going to start after we get to, to news and no, news and notes. But I want to ask this right off the top while it's on my brain. Was it a particularly hard division for you to kind of put in your ranks? I'm a little bit because there's two teams that I really don't want much, uh, if not any of the stock in the NFC North. I would say the easiest player to put in the ranks was Justin Jefferson. The easiest player was Jefferson. I'm a lot higher on him. Uh, I moved into my wide receiver one recently, but I think Dalvin Cook was a pretty easy player to put in my ranks. It was easy because he was, you know, he's a top six or seven running back, but where you put him is an entirely different question. Like I, I had said to you today, and I'll announce it to the, to the, to the people, uh, the live draft that we do on this podcast that live draft, I have the number one pick for, and I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. So it's either – it's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor, more than likely, barring something unforeseen. But, but you don't like it. But Derrick Henry is very, very, very appealing. There's there's some rumblings right now in the league. I'm picking ninth and that Derrick Henry is going to start free-falling. Oh, I mean, I would – I don't I would know if they're it. just trying to just tease me, but – might be. I, I, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Might be. They might. They might be trying to uh, try and tease you. But yes, we have NFC and AFC North uh, today. So let's get to some news and notes. Let's start in San Francisco. The end of Jimmy Garoppolo and the beginning of Trey Lance. We finally have confirmation. John Lynch, general manager and head coach Kyle Shanahan, giving a press conference today at the opening of Niners camp that. The end of an era for Jimmy Garoppolo has come and the beginning, the dawn of a new day in San Francisco with Trey Lance, now the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Jake, with the official word that Trey Lance is the starter, does that move him up at all for you in your ranks? Uh, A little bit. I kind of ranked him as if he was going to be the starter. I'll probably... Right now, I have him as the QB 13. I'm going to have to move him up. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of need to see it first before I say top 10 option. Uh, I'm Like, I forgot a couple guys I have ahead of him. Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. Um, I, the, the, the most I would move him up to is about 9 or 10 from 13. But mm-hmm. other than that, no. He's my QB 13 as well, and I'm really considering moving him above Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. That's, those because, are the guys. Yeah, just because of the, of the rushing upside. But other than that, like I can't see him moving above Aaron Rodgers. I can't see him moving above Joe Burrow. 
I can't see him moving above Dak Prescott if I'm being if I'm being quite honest. Yeah, maybe Hurts I would consider as well moving him ahead of, but those other guys that you mentioned, uh, I can't not not yet. We can't do that for a guy that. Well, Hurts is like QB six. Okay, so you're very high on Hurts. I'm I'm a lot lower on Hurts than the consensus. Okay, and the consent the consensus if I could pull it up, the consensus actually let me see if they have it on his uh, player icon. They have. Jalen Hurts, no, it's not on here. Of course not. So let me pull up the consensus. They have Jalen Hurts right now as the QB, QB6. Okay. Yeah, so I'm low around him. I just personally think the guy sucks. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, uh, Just one more note on Trey Lance, 22nd ranked schedule among fantasy quarterbacks. So just not great. Well, I, I did just make the move to, uh, to rank Trey Lance ahead of Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson. So he is yes, now my he Stafford is now my QB eleven. He is yeah. now my QB eleven. Have to revisit that one. And I don't know, like I like I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to move him above Rodgers or Burrow. I highly no, it can't doubt happen. It. No, can't I highly happen. highly doubt it. Um, so that is uh, Trey Lance. He is finally the starter. Thank God. And we can all just watch his price, his price now just go through the roof. Might be too high. It might be. It definitely might be. Uh, Michael Thomas starting training camp on the pup. Jake, on a scale of one to 10, how concerned are you about Michael Thomas? Uh, for right now, it, a lot of guys are on the pup. So mm-hmm. right now, not, not very concerned. Ask me this in two weeks. And if he's still on the pup, I'll give you a better, I'll give you a more accurate answer. Right now, I'm only going to go with about a two or a three. Um, not overly concerned at this moment. In Jacksonville, James Robinson not going on the pup, but not going to be participating a full go in training camp. Good news for Travis Etienne. And I'm not going to be moving Etienne all that much in my ranks. I'm not moving him up, not moving him down. My RB19 in full point PPR. So let's go to Tampa. A lot to break down with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. We'll start with the first news nugget. Chris Godwin, not on the pop, will participate fully in the opening of training camp. Jake, with that news, where are you moving Chris Godwin in your wide receiver ranks? Inside the top 20. If he's playing week one, yeah, easily inside the top 20. I think I would rank Chris Godwin. I'm looking at my ranks right now. I mean, I would be so call me crazy, but if you're telling me I'm getting a full season of Chris Godwin, dare I say the wide receiver 11 as high for me. I considered putting him as the wide receiver 12. I put him as the wide receiver 15. I want to sleep on it and I want, I have to run his numbers uh, full, full projections uh, tomorrow. But as of right now, I'm, I just off of gut feel, I moved him up to my wide receiver 15 ahead of Deontay Johnson ahead of Brandon Cooks, ahead of Terry McLaurin, behind Michael Pittman, behind T. Higgins, behind D.J. Moore. And my gut instinct was to put him above Pittman, Higgins, and Moore. Yeah. I I, I mean, you can't go wrong with Chris Godwin. Mm -mm. Playing for his cash. Oh, no. Did he get extended? He did get extended. He just got his extension. He did. I remember he got tagged, and then he got his – still, I mean, Tom Brady, well, I, I think it'll be enough motivation for him. Competing for the Super Bowl. 
Um, I know you'll, you'll ask about Mike Evans eventually, so I don't want to jump the gun. Well, we are going to talk about Mike Evans because now, and this came out within the last hour, we are recording this Tuesday at 519. Julio Jones is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we talk about Julio, let's talk about the guys that are around him. Russell Gage, is he completely irrelevant now? Uh, almost complete. I think it's worth like a late round flyer on maybe because Julio Jones doesn't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can stop talking about him for this foreseeable future. Thank- thankfully, because. Yeah, I, I moved Russell Gage down from, from my wide receiver 40. I moved him down to my wide receiver 54. He's outside so. of my top 50 now as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think Julio, I think Julio is barely in my top 50 now too, to be, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. So I was going to ask you about Julio and I have, I initially off of first instinct, I moved Julio to my wide receiver 51, just outside my top 50. And we'll, we'll go over some guys in a minute, but just off the cuff, initial reaction, Julio going to Tampa. Is it, Obviously, it's good for his fantasy value, but where where would you be comfortable taking Julio Jones if you were in a draft today? Outside of the top, like we, we just talked about it. I mean, there's about 50 other receivers I'd rather have than Julio Jones at this current moment in time in fantasy. So, I mean, what, what does that put us at around like the 10th round? Probably. So Double-digit rounds at least. Double-digit rounds. Um, not counting on him for much of anything. You don't get into an arms race for yeah for Julio, but yeah, he'll be player, he'll be hurt soon. I mean, I don't probably. wish that obviously, but with the track record, law of averages, yeah, that most likely he'll be dealing with some sort of injury. But if he, I mean, hey, if he if he can stay on the field, he'll be a contributor. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He'll be a contributor, but not one that will win you your fantasy football league in all likelihood. Um, in all likelihood. But does he have that potential? Sure. Maybe. But Mike Evans, though, I don't think that really impacts Evans as much. I think Godwin playing in full impacts Evans. But mm-hmm. I don't think Julio has any – I think Julio has an impact on Russell Gage and the other receivers on the depth chart not named Godwin or Evans. It, yes. So I moved Ev- I was going to move Evans down with the news of Godwin to my wide receiver 10 anyway, which I did. Um, but the news of Julio signing does not impact Evans at all, really. For me. I have Evans. I mean, I, I might move him down to my wide receiver eight. And I have my wide receiver seven now. I just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not quite there yet to go that low with Mike Evans because I'm really low. I mean, I assume you have Tyree kill over him in your rankings. Uh, yes. So yeah, yes. I'm not quite there yet with, with Hill and is Debo ahead of him in your rankings yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both guys. Uh, if Jimmy Garoppolo was still with the Niners, I would be much higher on Debo currently have him as my wide receiver 10. Okay. And then this is just initial gut reactions. I'm going to come back to this tomorrow and I'll definitely have a more concrete idea of where everything else lies because now i have to redo all the receiver projections for for the buccaneers so that'll be just super super fun uh before we go on to the nfc and afc north let's just do a little game of would you rather uh with julio jones would you rather have julio jones or chase claypool chase claypool claypool for me julio jones or Kadarius tony tony give me tony Julio Jones or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson for me. Julio Jones or Jacoby Myers? 
Full point. Julio. Give me Jacoby Myers. Julio Jones or Michael Gallup? Gallup. Uh, full season of Gallup? Uh, say he misses three weeks. Nah, still give me Julio. Julio must be three weeks. I mean, uh, Gallup. Julio's going to miss at least three weeks anyway. Yeah, give me Gallup. Give me Gallup there. Julio Jones or Devontae Parker? Parker. Give me Julio. No, I I, I see. I, I, I think Parker's the, the receiver to own in uh, New England. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet, but I'm also pretty down on the Pats receivers as a whole. I don't have one inside my top 50, and that is not hyperbole. Uh, Julio or Tyler Boyd? Boyd. Give me Julio. Julio or Jarvis Landry? Jarvis. Give me Julio. Julio or Kenny Galladay? Galladay. Not even close. Give me Galladay. Julio or give you one more. Christian Watson. Watson. I mean, Watson's on the pup now, though, so I, yeah. I don't really know how that hype train's going, but um, Watson. Hey, it just suffocates his price a little bit. Love it. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to draft the bolt now. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Give me Watson as well. All right. So let's go into the NFC North and let's start with, of course, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers back in Green Bay. Has a brand spanking new contract coming off of back to back MVPs. Not bad in the life of of Aaron Rodgers, my QB 10. Um, And we'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers as we go along and the concerns that are there with Aaron Rodgers. But a basic question just to start, Jake, are you at all concerned? And we we all know the answer because we've talked about it a million times, but for those people that are new, are you concerned at all with Aaron Rodgers? Not at all. I have Aaron Rodgers as my QB six for reference. Perfect. So that's all you need to know. Jake is much higher on Aaron Rodgers than I am, but I still like Aaron Rodgers. That's that's not me. Uh, you know, trying to say, oh, I'm worried about Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers. So I think he'll be he'll be fine. The running back situation. We have two running backs to worry about in Green Bay, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones in full point is my RB10 and A.J. Dillon my RB26. Um, we have talked about Aaron Jones enough times on this show. I love him a whole lot. I have been on record in saying I think Aaron Jones has – 80, 90 catch upside in a truly perfect, magical, beautiful world. And I love him. I love him. I love him. I, and I'm, and I've never really been an Aaron Jones guy, but I just, I see it now with him. Well, I we saw, truly see it. We saw it when Devonte Adams didn't play last year, mm-hmm. that Aaron Jones just got a major uptick in catches because Aaron Rodgers doesn't really trust the other receivers. He's starting to trust Alan Lazard. Um, yes who I'm sure we'll get to. I also have Dylan as my running back 26 as well. I mean, that's pretty crazy, (laughs) but so it kind of, it's a little sneaky though. If you really want to get into it, if if you take Jones in the top half of your second round, which is the current ADP on him. um, And then you take AJ Dylan and where's he going about right now? Like the seventh round. So I was in a mock today and AJ and AJ Dylan did not go in this mock until round 11. Really? I mean, yeah, that's really late. But this is also this was also using the ESPN ranks that they have. And he was outside their top 100, which. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No, it didn't make any sense to me either. Where in my ranks, I have A.J. Dillon at 65th overall. 
Yeah. So, so if you're going if you're going based off of my ranks, he should be going around seven, round eight. Right. So I I think it's pretty sneaky to draft them both, to be honest with you. I I, I don't have any problem with that. I, I want a lot of the Packers offense this year. It's bad, but I mean, listen, there's worse offenses to to want a part of, right? True. And you were also saying that you wanted everything to do with the Baltimore Ravens offense last year. I mean, Andrews worked. <laughs> Andrews did work. Andrews, Andrews. worked it. Hey, hang on. I, I didn't want everything to do with that. I wanted Andrews and Lamar Jackson and Dobbins. Dobbins got hurt. Uh, you no, Basically their entire offense. Come on. Now. Yeah. It wasn't like That's I was going out and drafting ho- Hollywood. Uh, I mean, Hollywood was all right last year. He was. He was. I do, I do, he wasn't. Want, I do want Bateman a lot. Oh, wow. I spoiled something, but. Yeah, oh, it's okay. It's okay. We'll get there. We're going to be waxing lyrical about Rashad Bateman, and I, yeah. can, I cannot wait. So, okay, let me ask you this now. Let me ask you this. Aaron Jones back in around two, A.J. Dillon in round seven. Who would you rather have? Jones. He's a better player. Okay, Jones. Jones for me as well. The wide receivers in Green Bay, there are only really two of them that are of utmost importance for fantasy managers, unless you want to include Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins, who are both outside my top 100 at the position, then to each their own, I guess. But the two that we are going to focus on, Christian Watson and Alan Lazard. Lazard is my wide receiver 45. Christian Watson is my wide receiver 54. Uh, 55, excuse me. 54 is Russell Gage. Um <laughs> We've talked about these two enough times where Jake put this idea into my head and I'm going to spit it out now and Jake gets all the credit for it. Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing to somebody. So why not take a stab on both of them? Hey, listen, I have Lazard ranked as my 36th rated receiver. Woo! Yeah. Wow. And I have Watson as my 40th ranked receiver. So I have them both inside the top 40. I I think of all the rookies and call this a hot take. I I didn't really know he was on the pup until now either. So I was under the, like of all the rookies this year, receivers, if you're looking for that next Jamar chase, I I think this is the guy if he's healthy and and I really do. Very interesting. All right. So play a little game. Would you rather than, so Alan Lazard is the wide receiver 36. Would you rather have Lazard or Gabe Davis? That's so funny because Gabe Davis is right after him. Lazard. Wow. Lazard or Hunter Renfro? Uh, Renfro. Lazard or Juju? Oh, Juju by a lot. Okay. Lazard or DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins is a spot higher. Mm, okay. So okay. Hopkins, but it's very close. Oh, I mean, where they're getting drafted, probably Lazard. Yeah. Lazard or Christian Kirk? Lazard, not close. Lazard or Tyler Lockett? Lazard. <laughs> we'll move on to Christian Watson then. Christian Watson or Traylon Burks? Burks is my 42nd ranked receiver, but with Watson on the pup now, I'm going to have to go with Burks. I have to adjust that. Okay. Christian Watson or Burks' teammate, Robert Woods? Watson. Christian Watson or Kadarius Toney? Watson. Christian Watson or Chris Olave? I know you love Olave. I do. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lave, but I need to see what Michael Thomas is up to. There's a lot that needs to go into that whole thing. All right, there's there's a lot of you know caveats there. Yeah, Christian Watson or Devonta Smith? Oh, Smith. Christian Watson or Kenny Galladay? Watson. Christian Watson or I'll give you one more. Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, St. Brown, not close. All right, so let's move on to the tight end position. Robert Tunyon, the name to know for the Green Bay Packers, my tight end 18. I don't know if I really want anything to do with Tunyon because when he had his breakout sort of – I don't even know if I would call that a breakout necessarily because, I mean, it was, but it was fluky, 11 touchdowns. Only 52 catches. Very Dawson Noxie. Very Dawson Noxie. Yes, very much so. And I was the one who was telling everyone to, you know, calm down on Robert Tunyon. And, well, I was a Debbie Downer. Sorry about that, but I would turn out to be right. Um, I I don't really want any part. Me neither. Like, I mean, I guess late. Okay, fine. If you're believing that maybe Tunyon – uh, has positive regression and maybe he has, you know, four or five touchdowns, maybe sure. Okay. But really there, there are, there's better. There's so much better options at the tight end position for me than, uh, than Robert Tunyon. Um, and that's just not something that I really want to go in and, and invest in quite honestly. Like, I think I would rather, you know, at that point you're looking at Hunter Henry, Irv Smith, uh, Noah Fant, all, all those guys to me just have, higher appeal really than than Tunyon does yeah no thanks the Minnesota Vikings start with the quarterback Kirk Cousins my QB 14 very solid very steady if not unspectacular and unexciting on all levels he'll be very boring he'll be very 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 boring but he'll get it done and if a lot of people love Justin Jefferson you gotta love Kirk Cousins a little bit a little bit of breaking news. I'm not sure if you saw this. Hollywood just got put on the pup list. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Let I'm sorry me... to cut you off there. No, you're good. No, that's... that is breaking news. That's important. Does it say with what? It, that is what I'm trying to. It just says we placed Hollywood Brown on the. On the uh, pop. You know. Okay. They usually, they usually don't disclose it. Like with Christian Watson, it wasn't disclosed. Yeah, I'm going to ch- check their Twitter account. Very oh, interesting. Oh, not good. Okay. A hamstring injury. Oh, that's not good. That's not no. great. No, that's not good. No, 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 no. I hear, I hear hamstring. I say no thank you. At this point. Yep. No thanks. I'm good. We, we, you, you just got to camp. And you're and ready to do a hamstring injury. And you're dealing with a hamstring. Like, nope, no, thank you. Uh, you could call me out on, on Hollywood Brown. Thank you very much. It was really, really nice just being somewhat excited. But now, uh-uh, not a chance. Uh, the, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, Jake. Spectacular and unexciting? Boring 15th-ranked quarterback, so average. Uh, great streamer. We, we, we will be talking about him many times on the Fantasy Mailbag this year. We, we that know taxes that yeah we know the drill hey, but you know what r.i.p to being asked about jimmy garoppolo on the mailbag 
Maybe. Now, I'm hoping he gets traded. Because there will, be, there will be nothing more that will make me just excited on a Friday afternoon than ripping open a mailbag question. Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Jalen Hurts? Yep. Need to start two. Superflex. Oh, oh, love you guys. Great people. Um, the running back situation. Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, the handcuff there. Listen, you, you draft Dalvin Cook, you have to draft Alexander Madison. But Dalvin Cook, I moved him up. I moved him up. I moved him up. He's number five my, for me. I moved with my RB4. Thought about it. Who do you have ahead of him? McCaffrey, Eckler, Taylor. Okay, I have Najee ahead of him. Okay. I, yeah. I am not there yet. With I McCaffrey a slot lower than him. Okay. It, it, I, it's it, going to happen with McCaffrey. Everybody, everybody's going to forget about last year and how he's completely oh, screwed everybody. Does. You dangle, you dangle Christian McCaffrey in front of someone. And Somebody, like trying to somebody's going to say this could be the year. It is, it is like a piece of raw tuna in front of, in front of a great white. Eventually someone's going to, someone's going to bite. Yeah. But, but the I problem Najee, is that raw I, tuna has salmonella and the I shark will Najee. be shitting for days. But yeah, Dalvin Cook is a great moral story. And draft Alexander Madison. And if you really want to screw somebody over, draft Alexander Madison so you can get something for him in a trade from the Dalvin true. Cook owner. True. Very Done true. It countless times. Can't even lost lost track. <laughs> and they're also saying there are uh, some reports coming out of Vikings camp that Dalvin Cook is expected to get more receptions this year and be much more Oof. involved in the passing game, which is great. Mwah. Mwah. That is great. Yes. The only thing that he has to do is stay healthy. That's it. You stay, he stays healthy. He's he's fantasy dynamo. Look, you get 14 games at a Dalvin Cook. You're very happy with that with your fantasy season. Yep, but he, he needs to have if if one of the games that he misses or two of the games that he misses are against the Lions, you're disappointed. You are disappointed because or that's if what Atlanta's on the schedule. That's what happened last year. That's what happened last year. I think I think Dalvin Cook missed three or four games last year, and two and two of them were the games against the Lions. And Alexander Madison was a top five play. And he, yeah, and he ripped them up. Yeah. So, hey, you're in a, you're in a division where Chicago's going to stink, Detroit's going to stink, and Green Bay defensively. Huh. Nah, not 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 nothing. No, really Green, Bay about. Be, Green Bay will be fine, but. I think you realistically could have six matchups right there where you're just like, okay, yeah, that's pretty nice. I like that. So Dalvin Cook for me, my, my RB4, and should be more involved in the passing game. And, of course, we'll get his usual workload because he is the bell cow in Minnesota. The receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Justin Jefferson, my wide receiver, two. Adam Thielen, my wide receiver, 33. Jake, how big of a difference do you have on Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen? Jefferson, I just moved to my wide receiver one today. Uh-huh. And where's uh, Thielen for you? Adam Thielen, I was lower than I as my wide receiver 32, but he, he could be moved up okay. due to some recent events with things. Um, but you know what you're getting with Thielen. Steady, rock-solid wide receiver. Two numbers. You'll have big games. Um, you know, You know what you're getting with Thielen. I think that appeals to fantasy managers and me, me too. Yeah. It, it, it depends on really where you're getting him. But if you're telling me I, in my projections, I have him down for 76, 76 receptions. Now, when is it too early to draft Justin Jefferson in your opinion? Um, well, I, I think it depends. It depends on if you're talking about him as the wide receiver one or as the wide receiver two. If you're talking about him as the wide what? receiver one, 
I think five is the last spot. But not, but like, ninth is good value. You think? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because the start of my draft. Uh, I'm sorry to get too off topic. No, yeah. you're good. It's it's all moral of the story is it's all running backs and Cooper Cup. It's looking like even Joe Mixon won't be there. Yeah, that's the way it's looking in uh, in one of my one of my leagues as well. That's looking like the first round is going to be running back, running back, running back, running back, et cetera, and and Cooper Cup. Where Justin Jefferson is being kept, and Jefferson's being kept for like an eleventh round pick, something just absolutely silly. Must be um, nice. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice life. But hey. Hey, he doesn't have Cam Akers, though, for a 14th or a 13th, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Great guy. Love Cam. We're talking about Cam Akers, by the way, on Thursday's episode. Talk about the West, the wild, wild West. And, oh, boy, is it the wild, wild West this year. Oof, oh, goodness me. Um, so, Justin Jefferson, I would say, for, for me, Cooper Cup, the, the spot where I would start to consider him as the is like sixth overall. So that's like for the wide receiver one. So for me, if you were to say that six overall is like the spot, I'd be like, okay, all right, that's fine. Because I'm, I'm also looking at it, you know, the top five running backs, Taylor, Eckler, McCaffrey, Dalvin cook. And uh, did I say Derrick Henry? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Derrick Henry. So there you go. I mean, are you going to take are you going to take the wide receiver one over any of those running backs? And even if you no. want to put Najee Harris in there, you can put Najee Harris in there as well. Wouldn't take not. I wouldn't take a receiver over him either. I think those are the six that I wouldn't take a receiver over. But All right, so then others, you, others are very, the, others are very high on Cooper Cup though. Yeah, yeah. So for you, the window starts at seven. Yep. And there you go. So you'll be able probably to get Justin Jefferson. Yeah, which need- I do. I do want to have a share of Jefferson somewhere. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get him. Yeah, and then I have to go pretty much with a running back in the next round. But yeah, it's yeah, another day's worry. And just hoping, and just hope and pray. Exactly. Um. So with the tight end situation, Irv Smith, love him. Yeah, very, very, very high on Irv Smith. Hopefully, he can stay healthy this year. Um, I currently have Irv Smith as my tight end thirteen. Probably going to move him up. Okay. okay. A little lower well, on we him. Are, we are in, we are in common on, on our Smith. I have him. I have him by 10, by 10 and 13. I thought I was really high on really. I thought, I think I'm kind of too low on him to be honest with you. Like I could see m- myself moving him up to as high as 10 really do. Well, part of, I mean, part of the problem is too. well, I, I don't know if I would say problem, but it, it's a lot of, you know, breakout tight ends in this range. It's, Cole Komet, Pat Fryermuth, Irv Smith, Dawson Dox, even Noah Fant. Mike you know, Isicki. Yeah, Mike Isicki as well. Mike Isicki yeah. as well. But I don't know if I would say Mike Isicki is a breakout. I, I just don't want him this year. Every no. year I somehow get stuck with him and Noah Fant, and every year I'm just, like, dreading it. Yeah. Yeah, no, no thank you. No thank you. Um, but let me just see what I have Irv Smith projected for on the – uh, the spreadsheet, I have him down for about 55 catches and six touchdowns. If he can have a similar year to Tyler Conklin last year, just a tad better, I think fantasy managers would be happy with that. Oh, especially with where he's being drafted right now in round 12. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. You sign up for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Irv Smith or Cole Komet? Um, Komet. I have Komet uh, as well, who we're we talking about in just a second. Here we are, Chicago Bears. 
Justin Fields. Uh, no thanks. Where do you have him in your ranks? I, I have know Justin, you're not a Justin Fields guy, so I'm, no. I'm asking you. No, I've ju- where you have I've him. I've Justin Fields as the QB twenty four right now. I moved a, him ahead. I moved him ahead of Baker. Oh wow, that's very noble of you. Where do you have Justin Fields? I have him at QB eighteen. Yeah, I. My no. QB my QB eighteen. I made the move uh, a couple days ago to put Jameis above him and Trevor Lawrence above him, but I'm still Both I have ahead. I still have Matt Ryan, Tua, and Tannehill behind Fields. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a Fields guy. Well, we know. We know that you. Uh, you definitely are not the biggest. The biggest Fields fan in the world. But what Justin Fields does offer, he should be more improved in year two. Hopefully, it gives you the rushing upside, which is good. But the problem is, is that the offense and the it team got worse. <laughs> generally, yeah, but it it got worse. And they it just signed worse. Riley Reef to play tackle too. I'm like, I got Joe Burrow killed last year. True. True. And the offensive line is awful. Awful. They didn't add any playmakers. Mm-mm. Yeah. Awful. It's he, just he's... not a situation that I really want to be involved in. in Chicago, Coach that didn't draft him. GM that didn't draft him. We've seen this countless times in the NFL. Yep. Correct. The running back situation. David Montgomery. A little higher on him than than most. Uh, every year I, I've had David Montgomery. This is the year I really don't think I'll be able to get him. And watch, this will be... This will be the coming out party mm-hmm. for for David Montgomery. A big thing with him is health. And also, I did read that he is expected to be more active in the pass game, which is encouraging. Mm-hmm. So um, I currently have him as my RB18. He's fine. He offers a very safe floor. That That's that's pretty much it. My RB18 as well. Yeah. The, yep. he, he's fine. He'll, he'll be fine. He'll be unspectacular. Uh, I have – Big concerns about the offense and the offensive line have concerns about what happens when the bears are getting killed and he's not factoring into the game plan. He's, that worries me. It's just it's fine. And also. And also, I mean, we didn't talk about this. I don't think it's not, it's not talked about enough. So we should talk about it personally. I thought Khalil Herbert, his backup looked better than him as a pure runner last year. That's yeah. just me. You could absolutely think that. I don't know if the Bears necessarily think that. No, but they don't. You, you, they don't. You could, but Montgomery, he's a good running back if if you do the no RB strategy, if you want to just really load up on the receivers in the first three rounds and you're in round four um, or late round three, and you kind of have that turn. He He's like a good guy because you know what you're going to get in him. He He kind of reminds me of what DeAndre Swift was to a lot of fantasy managers last year. That guy that no one really wants – that guy that could fall a little bit and you're sitting there in a spot where you really didn't think you would have the chance to get David Montgomery, but you look at the value and you're saying to yourself, you know what? I'm sitting here in the middle of round four. David Montgomery's right there. I'm just going to take him. Yeah. And Montgomery outperforms where you take him in round four. Listen, that happened. The, the best example I can give people of this is the first, uh, maybe like three years ago. I only had one running back. and I really went receiver crazy the three rounds after that fifth round, I'm sitting there saying the only starting running back on the board, I have to take who other than sir, Derek Henry. And there you are. Didn't want him. Tried to trade him. (laughs) And he struck gold. 
crazy. And and there you are. You love you love the man to death. I love Derrick Henry. David Montgomery or Travis Etienne? Uh, Montgomery, but it's close. Etienne is going to get moved up by me, I think, very soon. Montgomery for me. Mo- uh, David Montgomery or Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Zeke. Zeke for me I'm very well. high on Zeke. I know you already did the E-shows. I have Zeke as my RB14. I have my RB16. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very in on him. Yeah. Montgomery or J.K. Dobbins? Montgomery. Montgomery for me as well. Montgomery or James Conner? James Conner. James Conner by one for me. David Montgomery or Brees Hall? Oh, Montgomery. Yeah, Montgomery by a lot for me. I'll give you one more. David Montgomery or Javante Williams? Uh, Javante. Yep, Javante for me. too close. Javante for me as well. The wide receivers in Chicago. Good God almighty, is it terrible? Um, Do not draft them. No. No, I would personally want to stay away. I am not sold on Darnell Mooney. I know he's a very popular breakout pick, but ladies and gentlemen, he is a popular breakout pick because he is the only guy in this offense. He is the only guy at the wide receiver position who can catch a football currently. The next best Chicago receiver that I have in my ranks. Jake, do you want to guess who it might be? I, honestly, no. You've heard of him. I don't even know. I don't even know who's there. He is my wide receiver, 87. Man by the name. I'll, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. Okay. He used to play for the Chiefs last year. Oh, good God. Is it Demarcus Robinson? It is not Demarcus Robinson. Um, Not Josh Gordon. Nope, not Josh Byron Gordon. Byron Pringle. That's who it is. Byron Pringle. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Get out of here. My wide receiver, 87. The moral of the story is just don't draft anybody besides David Montgomery and maybe Cole Komet if you respect yourself. Well, we're going to talk about Cole Komet in a minute because, oh, my God, I love Cole Komet. But uh, Darnell Mooney, my wide receiver 27. Where do you have him, Jake? My wide receiver 39. woo Wow. Wow. Yeah. Sheesh. You're, I low. Am, You're low. I'm, I am just very far out on him. He just kind of strike, you know, you know what he, he's going to kind of remind me of. And I, I just based on the projections, I see it coming. I have him down for 83 catches. He just kind of, he's going to strike me as like a, a DJ Moore. I feel it as a high catch over a thousand yards, but low touchdown sort of guy, which is going to cap his ceiling tremendously. Mo- Mooney's not getting a thousand yards this year. I could put that in ink. I think he's going to make it a thousand yards by default. I don't think so. I don't think the Bears will produce any thousand yard anything's this year. Maybe not even Montgomery. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I might have to. I might have to put a put a little price tag on that. I, I truly think if the Bears are going to be picking top three in the draft next year. Oh, I think so. I think so. But that that could be good for Darnell Mooney. Garbage time, baby. Yeah. Oh, I love me my garbage time. Oh, Sammy Watkins was put on the pup. I know everybody here was just dying to know the stat. We're on the NFC North. Well, we're just we're dying to know. I think everybody here is more so just so shocked that someone with a clean bill of health like Sammy Watkins is on the pup. What a surprise. Who would have thunk it? Who 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 would have thunk it? Honestly, you know, who probably knew before anybody not to even touch Sammy Watkins 
the people of Portland, Oregon, they knew. They knew. They knew. Beautiful, beautiful people of Portland. We love you. Okay, Coco Bet. Break out Canada. <laughs> I love Year him. three is usually the year. If he's any good, it'll be this year. This is usually the year. Yes. But you just draft somebody else as well. Don't just say, I got Cole Komet. I'm all set. Maybe draft like a like a Noah Fant with him. So or who my personal sleeper, Tyler Conklin as a tight end, but I want to read you something that I found in an excerpt. This was on his expert uh, tab on Fantasy Pros. I just want to read you this because uh, I fa- actually found this very interesting when I was doing my research on Komet. And I was pretty high on Komet before I even saw this. I actually found this the other day. Komet's eighth-ranked route participation and seventh-ranked target share, 17%, from 2021 hardly aligns with his fantasy production. No tight end finished with more fantasy points under expectation, minus 36.6 points than the Notre Dame product in 2021. That designation is a sign Komet is due for a fantasy breakout. It signals much for guys like Zach Ertz and Dawson Knox, who scored fewer points than expected in 2020 before contributing in fantasy this year. Both tight ends finished 2021 as top 10 options at the position in fantasy points per game. I like him. I, I'm definitely in. Um, find myself mocking him a lot, to be honest with you, to be my tight end. I got him in a mock today in the 14th round. Yeah, that I got him in my mock in the, I think, much earlier. I, I use I don't use ESPN mocks though. I um, I like to see what the general public do, but I usually just go on uh, on Fantasy Pros, and I haven't done that yet. So I use I use Sleeper a lot. Okay. Okay, I know a lot of people like like to use sleeper. I find their rankings to be very funky, but uh, but that is just yeah. me. It it is a little funky. It's just nice though yeah. with the auto picks and stuff yeah, like that. Absolutely. Fantasy Pros is a simulator too, but yeah, they don't really. Yes, I don't does. even know if they have an app to be honest. I don't have the app. Fantasy Pros? Yes, they do. Yeah, but I I have the sleeper app and like you know it sounds really I have stupid, the, but my Verizon, I have the regular fantasy app and then I have the fantasy expert app because I'm, my, I'm a member of the consensus. My uh. <laughs> My phone, the storage is, is shot. I can't fit that many. Shocking, horrific. Yeah, I it's feel you. Awful. I feel you. All right, so the Detroit Lions run through this uh, pretty quickly. Jared Goff, the, my QB 27. You are not drafting him unless you're in the deepest of leagues and in two quarterback, correct? Amen. Beautiful. DeAndre Swift, my RB8. I love uh, him in full point. Half, I still like him a lot. Let me see where I have him in half. In half, I have him as my RB9. RB9 and half for, for DeAndre Swift. Um, non, I don't love him as much. My RB12 and non. I just love him. The, the, the better, the, the more rewarding it is for receptions, the better it is with, with DeAndre Swift. And I would seriously consider him at five. Not me. <laughs> Where, Not where do you have him? I am as the RB10, but like I just don't think I would draft him. I, I'm sorry, but I can't draft any member of the Detroit Lions with Jared Goff running things any hot. Like I, I can't let them control the fate of my season that early. I mean, couldn't you make um, uh I don't know if you can. With I Megatron, I, I was I was gonna say, could you make the same argument with Derrick Henry when the Titans are gonna be absolute dog shit? Well, one one guy is one of the 
I mean, when he retires, could be one of the 10 best running backs ever. The other guy hasn't had over, I think, 600 yards in a season. In his first two years. I mean, and Swift doesn't stay healthy either. That's fair. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. Somebody else can have him. A Lion fan. We have two Lions fans in my league. That's the type of uh, company I surround myself with. Jesus. They're, 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 yeah. Scraping bottom of the barrel. Holy shit. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they can enjoy him. No, thanks. The wide receivers in Detroit, really, it is Amon Ross St. Brown and Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams, my wide receiver, 63. Um, do we? Do we have an update on Jamison Williams with 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 the knee? I haven't seen. No, they're not going to rush him. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. I mean, they last shouldn't. last I heard was that I don't think Jamison Williams is going to step foot on the practice field until the end of September. I I hate that fit for him. My wide receiver won out of the draft. It's a shame. I feel, and he looked pissed to get drafted there too. Yeah, no I, shit. He was pissed. He wants to, you know, he was pissed. Well, well, I mean, hey, if they can get if they can get Bryce there next year and get the little Alabama connection back, then maybe there's something there. Just saying. Maybe. But I'm on Ross St. Brown, my wide receiver, 30. I like him. I used to love him. I like him. I like him. I like him. A lot of garbage time numbers from Amon Ross St. Brown last yeah. year. We can't let that really cloud too much judgment. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. And I, I also want to point out, too, this is another stat that I, I dug up in my research. He had a 33% target share weeks 13 to 18. It came out to 11 targets a game. That's not happening. It's unsustainable. Unless it's you're Devontae Adams playing with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's um, about it. <laughs> right. Unless unless Detroit is trading him to Green Bay, which, my good God, if Abad St. Brown was traded to Green Bay, I would love it. Not happening, but I would love it. Um, but it's just not happening in this in this Detroit offense. Um, so that's why I'm sort of down on him a little bit. But and Swift I have was hurt range. too. Yeah, yeah. I, I have him in the range of like Rashad Bateman, Juju, Jerry Judy, Elijah Moore. It's fine company. It, it, it's fine company. I think. I think if you're picking amongst this group of receivers after you're just going heavy RB at the, at the start. I think you're fine. I think there's a lot of really good potential in there, especially with guys like Mooney, Judy, Bateman, and St. Brown. And even Smith Schuster, number one wide receiver for uh, for Patrick Mahomes. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. Yeah. He's he's you know, it's just not worth the, the, the price in drafts. I mean, I have him currently as my tight end eight. I have my tight end nine. Yeah. He, he just doesn't stay on the field. Yeah, he doesn't stay on the field. It's like, you know, I'm kind of over it at this point with him. I mean, if you want to look at the positive with, with Hawkinson, he was on his way to a career year uh, before his season was cut short, was on pace to finish that? with careers highs, career highs and receptions and targets. Yeah, pretty much. But if he could be, I mean, look, if you're telling me that, if you can guarantee me that Hawkinson is going to be a, 9,500 target guy. He'll probably have some. He'll probably have some appeal, but price is very important for him. Very, of, very, very important. One of Swift, Amonra, St. Brown, Hawkinson will burn you this year. Hundred percent. Will put every cent in my name that one of them will burn you. And guess what? I don't want to be in the business of finding out which one. So, 
You don't draft them. The best one to probably draft is St. Brown because he's the cheapest. He's the cheapest, yeah. And he's probably the best. He's probably the best of the of the uh, of the bunch too. All right, so let's go on to the AFC North. Let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. We've talked about Joe Burrow so much on this podcast. I am sick of it. Being drafted as the QB4, my QB9, I am not taking him. I won't have any shares of Joe Burrow. I, I, I just won't. They won't. I, I like him as my keeper in one league, though. I can keep him for a 13th. I think that's, yeah, that's great. excellent. I don't that's have to great. worry about a quarterback the whole draft. Like, yeah. you know. If you were telling Set, me I'm forget. taking Joe Burrow, yeah, right? You think it's either that or Michael Thomas in the fifth. Yeah. We need to kind of see things with Michael Thomas first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the value is just better with Burrow. Yeah. Or so. Rashad Penny, a good friend of Rashad Penny in the good 12th. Good friend of ours. Good friend of ours, Rashad Penny. All right, speaking of a good friend of ours, Joe Mixon. Oh, what a guy. What a, a good guy. friend Look. of mine. Yeah, that's true. That is a friend, a friend of yours. Um, I think the the friendship is really one way with Joe Mixon because the one year I don't have him, he has a career year. But Joe Mixon, my RB seven, mine as well. He's fine. He's fine. He'll be super consistent scores and he's in a great offense. Scores a lot. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing with him. And I, you know, I think he'll catch more passes. I think this year we can finally put some AGP Ryan on on the back burner, please, Cincinnati. Just please just keep ahead. Joe Mixon on the field. I have mix. I have Mixon down for. I have him down for forty nine receptions. Yeah. So if he could snip, if he could snip that fifty mark, on top of getting anywhere in the range of two seventy five to three hundred carries, yeah, we're happy. We're we're very happy, and not to mention, I mean, sixteen total touchdowns last year. I haven't projected this year for thirteen. We're very happy with all that. Very happy. Very happy. You're loving life. The receivers. Oh boy, there are a lot to talk about with these receivers. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Uh, Jake, where do you have Chase? Chase is my wide receiver three. Wide receiver four for me. Where do you have Higgins? Higgins, wide receiver 13 for me. Wide receiver 13 for me as well. Tyler Boyd? Outside my top 50. Outside my top 50 as well at wide receiver 56. Um. I want to talk about Chase. For me, I want uh, – I don't know if I should say I want Higgins because I don't really want anybody in this Bengals offense just because I know what this is going to be. It's going to be an arms race. You're going to be going crazy because everyone is going to want a, to be a part of this offense. I don't want to put myself – I don't want to get involved in that. I just I – don't, I don't want to do it. And I just have a feeling – People are going to have saw what happened last year and they're going to think, oh, that's definitely going to happen again. That's no guarantee. Yeah, I don't know. They're pretty damn good, though. They're pretty damn good. But they're do pretty I damn think good. That, can, can you realistically project that Jamar Chase is going to be a can he build on 1455 yards and 13 touchdowns? That's crazy. The the touchdowns, no, but the yards. Maybe I think the cat. What did he? He didn't catch that many balls last year, 81. right? Wasn't it like say it for me? Eighty-one. He had eighty-one. He had 80, 81 catches. 81? Yeah, eighty-one catches a year ago. He could catch a hundred balls. I mean, I I think the touchdowns will go down, mm-hmm. but the catches will go up. I mean. 
Bro, Chase is rock so my, solid. My projections, I have him down for 88 catches. I have the catches going up, but I have the yards coming down. And I have the touchdowns coming down. Now the yards, I think are at, I think the yards are going to stay the same, dude. 13 to 1500 yards. I have them down for, for uh, 1300 yards. I have them down for, I mean, it's not going to go down that much. 13, though, 1373. So you, you pretty much have them just a little bit, a tick down, not really like a fraction down from what he did last year is what you're saying. Yeah, but I but I have him down instead of thirteen touchdowns. I have him down for nine. Nine, okay. Listen, I'm signing up for that. If I can get that guy in the top ten of my drafts, it's fine. It's, it's absolutely good. fine. But give me, give me Stephon Diggs over that. No, no, Diggs was Diggs really burned people last year too. Especially, it's oh, been it's been two years for Diggs since the big season. I want I want my fair share of Diggs. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm loving know. that people how are do you, off but of how can you how can you do I, I like Diggs too. Diggs is I think my wide receiver five or something like really high. Yeah, wide receiver five. But like how can you be so bullish on like how can you want a lot of Gabe Davis but want Diggs as well? You see what I'm saying? Oh, I don't like, I don't want a lot of Gabe Davis. I don't know. Diggs I'm not crazy about Gabe Davis. I, I, I feel like the upside is just so much better with with, with Jamar Chase. I just don't see Jamar Chase as a hundred catch guy. I see Diggs as a hundred catch guy. That's fair, but do you see Diggs as a like a four a fifteen hundred yard receiver though? I don't. No, I I, I see his max being thirteen. Yeah, I, like, low thirteen, low thirteen. I don't know. I just think the ups and also the games that Cincinnati's going to play too. All those shootouts they'll play in the AFC East. Who, who the who are the Bills really going to be shooting out with in the AFC East? Tua. That's fair. Like that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. And, hey, and there's weeks Jamar Chase will win you your, your week as well. And they're going to have a hell of a shootout week one. I can tell you that right now. Oh, yes. That's week one. I mean, yeah. who, who, is, who does Cincinnati have week one? Don't they have a, a pretty worthy opponent as well? Cincinnati week one. Let me just pull up. The and the schedule is brutal for, for Joe Burrow this Jamar year, too, in case anyone's Chase. wondering at home. I looked it up this morning. 29th. Pittsburgh. Nah, that won't be a shootout, but points will be scored. Yep, points will be scored. Not worried about that. Not worried about that at all. And then week two, they go to Dallas. Points will be scored. Yeah, as they normally are. And I'm surprised that's not going to be flexed to a nationally televised game, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, T. Higgins. He's he's someone... I know why I have him ranked in my top 15 but I don't know why I have him ranked my top 15. You know, he's a, he, he's a weird one. He's weird. Um, you know, I can see people right now trying to chase a stack of Burrow with either Higgins or Jamar Chase. I'm not one of those guys personally. Um, I only believe in one stack and one stack only, and it's no longer existing. Right. So um, I don't chase any other stacks. Yeah. I think that's unwise, especially where Joe Burrow is being drafted. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, T Higgins, man, he's a guy that like you have inside your top 15, but while you're on the clock, you're like, eh, do I really want to spend the later part of my second round on a number two receiver for a That's team? Exactly it. Yeah. When you have Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, who could all potentially be there. Especially Evans, man. I mean, yeah, I don't have, and- I have Evans ahead of all those guys. Well, let um, me ask you, let's just play. They'll just play America's favorite game. Would you rather? Would you rather T. Higgins or Chris Godwin? Godwin, if I'm getting a full Godwin. 
it looks like we're getting a full Godwin. Godwin, not even close. Yep, and I know I it's would. a number two. I know that's kind of the same argument, but like it's kind of a 1A, 1B situation in Tampa. And by the way, I also want to point out that I did make the move. I have Chris Godwin as my wide receiver 12. Yeah, he's going to get moved up to wide receiver 11. T. Higgins or A.J. Brown? Brown. Brown for me as well. T. Higgins or D.J. Moore? Come on now. I'm not a <laughs> D.J. Moore guy. I would say D.J. Moore. <laughs> number one wideout versus number two wideout. Darnell Mooney's a number one wideout. You taking him too? Fair point. That's a fair point. I'm still taking more though. Uh, Higgins or Michael Pittman? Pittman by a spot. Higgins by a spot. Higgins or Deontay Johnson? Higgins, not even close. Yeah, Higgins for me. So, uh, and Tyler Boyd outside the top 50. Only draft, only really draftable in PPR mm-hmm. leagues. Um, and those with really, really deep rosters, I would say. The tight end situation in Cincinnati. Hayden Hurst. Love, love, love the upside that he possibly has. Vertical threat downfield, can catch a pass. I like it a lot in 12 and 14 team leagues, the second tight end. I like it a lot. Me too. Me too. He'll bring a lot of what CJ Uzama is bringing to everybody's favorite team, the New York football Jets. I don't know if I would say everyone's favorite team, but that's, <laughs> that's definitely a matter of opinion. Uh, the Cleveland Browns. Let's just go right to Cleveland. Deshaun Watson probably is not going to play. Um don't really want to talk about him all that much because we know what's kind of coming. Yeah. So six, six weeks suspension. I am as my QB 22 right now. I have my QB 29. Okay. That's with, that's with the expectation that this, that he is not going to play for the entire season. Oh, entire season. Then he's not, he's not ranked for the entire right. season. Right. He'll, he'll be, he'll be done. He'll be done for me. Uh, but Jacoby Brissett, if he's, not the, if he's the starter, <laughs> He's probably like a QB 30 or 31, only really draftable in, in two quarterback leagues. Yeah. Running back situation, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Jake, where do you have Chubb? Sorry, sir. Very good. Chubb is ranked for me. Running back 13, a little lower on him. Running back 14. Okay, so you're even lower. That's cool. I'm even lower on him. I'm not a, I'm not a Chubb guy. I don't want much of that. Uh, and Kareem Hunt? Running back twenty-seven, running back thirty for me. So we're I'm just lower on the on the Cleveland uh, Cleveland backs for you uh, than you are. But Hunt, let's start with Hunt first. Do you think, as we've seen Kareem Hunt in years past, with Nick Chubb be very viable for fantasy as a flex option in full point PPR? You expect that again from him? Yeah, I do. I think he's a very nice running back three for your fantasy football team. Nice bye week filler. Um, more so with Deshaun. I actually, you know what? I think he might honestly be a little bit better at Brissett. A lot of dump downs and mm-hmm. short and intermediate stuff. Yeah. But uh, he's fine. Yep. He's fine. And Chubb? More sexier options than him. Agreed. It's very boring. Not really super exciting. I mean, I look at Chubb and I have Chubb projected for, I was going to say, do I even have him projected for 30 catches? I don't have him projected for 23. It's not very exciting at all. He so. needs to score. Has to score. Has to score. Otherwise, I mean, let's just look at his game log from a year ago in full point PPR in the games in which he did not score 8.4, 11.5, 7.9, 22.4. Did not, oh, wait, no, he had a receiving touchdown. Take that back. 
Yeah, makes sense. He doesn't score. He's useless. So, yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'll take the, I'll take a hard pass on uh, Mr. Nick Chubb in fantasy. Uh, the wide receivers breaking pup news. Sorry, Clyde yeah, Edwards Alaire on the pup list as well. Oh, lovely. Hey, Ronald Jones getting reps, getting reps as the RB one in Kansas City. Yep. Oh, great. Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones to the moon. That's exactly what we all need on Tuesday, July 26th. Hip, hip, hooray. The wide receivers for Cleveland, Amari Cooper, my wide receiver 26. It's such a shame because I really, really liked him. But now that there is no uh, Deshaun Watson, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett. You could get him at a value, but it's, again, do you really want to invest in the Cleveland passing game with Jacoby Brissett? Now, if it's no. Jimmy, now if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, we're onto something. We're onto something. Yeah, we are onto something. But if it's are, yeah, if it's Brissett, eh, I want I want no part. Jake, where do you have uh, Cooper? Cooper is my wide receiver, twenty nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's basically he's in that that sort of group of like you know hopeful hopeful sort of prayers at that point. And the tight end situation for the Cleveland Browns, David and Joku who is my tight end 19. They extended him in the offseason. They paid him a shit ton of money. I would expect him to be used. Nice little flyer with with some upside. Agreed. Yeah, it's fine. The Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, my QB four. Lamar Jackson, my QB three. I love him. Love him. I love him. Take what you think you know about the limitations with his arm, throw him out the window because what he doesn't have with his arm, he has with his legs. Simple. Simple. He's amazing. He's amazing. The most athletic quarterback I've seen in my life since Michael Dick. Playing for his cash. You love and that. playing for his cash. Yes, he is. The running back situation. J.K. Dobbins. RB20. 22 for Jake, 20 for me. Very unexciting. It's a shame. Yeah. I don't even know really if he's going to be able to play week one either. Yeah, there are some doubts, but whether and that's or not, concerning. Yeah. We're seeing Chris Godwin participating in practice. <laughs> yeah, and you have Dobbins still on, on the pop. I, I'm just done with Ravens running backs. Done. I've retired. Yeah. Mark Ingram was a flash in the pan. Yep. Very much so. I mean, he did say on Twitter a few days ago that he expects to be ready to go week one. Um, we've heard that song and dance a few times. So, and the next best option out of the Ravens backfield is Gus Edwards. So if you're going to draft JK Dobbins, you better draft Gus Edwards and do not draft Mike Davis. Do not draft Mike Davis. I'm sure good old buddy Devonte Freeman could be. Oh, Devontae. How about, how about Latavius Murray? Oh, Please, good God, the nightmares. The nightmares. nightmares. Now, hey, Jake, we're in a nightmare. Let's just go to a happy place, a place of nirvana, and talk about Rashad Bateman. Fire it up, boy. Fire it up. My wide receiver, 29. I want to move him up even more. My wide receiver, 25. 
Well, that's a, after the Hollywood news, I might have to move Hollywood down. And so Bateman's going to move up a little bit. And, you know, I could realistically put him Bob above Amari Cooper. I can't, I can't put him above Allen Robinson, but if I put him up, Amari, put him above Amari Cooper, I'll be my wife's year 25. Love him. So what is the, what is the appeal with Bateman? Oh, I mean, who else is catching passes other than Mark? What receiver is really commanding much of anything? Nobody. 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 They drafted the guy in the first round last year, and we saw when he did play last year, we saw flashes of, okay, yeah, that's a first-round receiver right there. Mm -hmm. So for all the people at home, because I've had a few questions about this um, asked me uh, directly with Bateman, where there are so many concerns about the passing offense in Baltimore outside of Lamar Jackson going to Mark Andrews. If Bateman's upside really is only 70, 75 catches, why is he so appealing? I think the upside, I mean, look at the year Hollywood had last year. While he was, while he was, you know, Hollywood and if we can pull up Hollywood's numbers. Not to mention from, all the passes Hollywood dropped as well yeah. as well last year. So Hollywood had 91 catches on 146 targets, 1,008 yards, and six touchdowns. You think that's the upside for Bateman? Yeah, I think the I think the yards are more than Hollywood too. I would, I would chop someone's leg off for a thousand yard season from from Rashad Bateman and six I think touchdowns. so. I yeah. would love that. I think it's I, in the range I, of possibilities. I think it's I think it's happening. I really do. Oh, yes, please, I would love it. And then of course, the beautiful man himself, Mark Andrews. Great guy. Finally, Great guy. Is, finally he's getting guy. drafted where he should have been getting drafted the last two years. Um, unfortunately, won't be on any of my teams for the first year ever other than Dynasty because I believed in him so much. Um, yeah. Do you think – let me ask you, the upside with Andrews, do you think Mark Andrews could be a 100-catch guy again? He had 107 catches in I do. 2021. That's Lamar Jackson's guy. I think the targets, though, are definitely going to come down. 153 targets is a lot. That's unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're telling me he could still be maybe 120, 130 with 9, 10 touchdowns. You're in. You're, you're, you're sitting real pretty with, uh, with Mr. Mark Andrews. Last one. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you have ranked higher? <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett? I have Kenny Pickett ranked higher because I think Kenny Pickett's going to start. I have Kenny Pickett ranked higher as well. I have Pickett at 32 and Trubisky at 33. Only viable in two quarterback leagues or if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan that really just hopes and prays that a Steelers quarterback will be good. No, thanks. No, no, thank you. I'm good. Najee Harris, my RB6. Jake, can you explain to me what the concerns are with Najee Harris? I know a lot of people don't like him. I'm well, really trying to figure out why. The offensive line is a little bit of a concern. And the lack of threat of passer is a little bit of a concern. But I think that kind of helps him because he'll probably be used more as a receiver for some easy completions. But you kind of think back to remember uh, Jared Goff's rookie year with Jeff Fisher, with Todd Gurley. That's true. Like, I think a lot of people have a little bit of PTSD from that. But Najee's fine. Najee is absolutely fine. He, he He's... The RB four for me, uh, I'm ready to roll with him. And if he can fall to me in any of my drafts um, in that like five to nine range, oh, yum. I think that there, there's a stat here that I definitely want to read out. Uh, despite all of the total touches, Harris only saw 37 touches, which ranked 22nd in the red zone 
and scored six red zone touchdowns last year. So that might be a little bit of a concern, uh, but I mean, overall, I mean, look, you're getting a guy that a year ago was a 1200 yard back and caught 74 balls. Now, if you think, if you think Kenny Pickett's going to be more of a guy that pushed the ball downfield, then yeah, that might be a little bit of a concern, but if it's Trubisky, I think Trubisky's going to dump it off to Najee Harris a plenty, plenty. So I, I, I like it a lot. And even if it is Kenny Pickett, I'm still fine with it. I think if you push the ball, push the ball downfield more. You have a guy that can actually air out this offense. It leads to more red zone opportunities for Najee Harris. Yeah. And, and less players in the box as well. It really all correlates the same. Yes, very much so. Um, Jake, Deontay Johnson, where do you have him? Wide receiver 20. Not, not high. Yeah. I'm not high on Deontay Johnson either. I moved him down to my wide receiver 19. I'm just not, I don't want really any part of Deontay don't want him. for me personally. Um, Chase Claypool, where do you have him? <laughs> Your buddy. Uh, God, this guy, um, Chase Claypool, I have as my wide receiver 49. I have a wide receiver 44. Yeah, I'm just, I don't want to hear about him ever again. No, neither, neither do I. For, I actually uh, think he might get traded at some point this year. He could. He could because they do have George Pickens, who I kind of like a little bit. A little bit. And little Calvin bit. Austin, they drafted too. Yep. So what, what? let's stick with uh, with Deontay Johnson and, and Chase Claypool. What are really the – what's the upside with Deontay Johnson? Maybe 100 catches and six or seven touchdowns? Very DJ Moore-ish. Very much so, yeah. That's, that's an accurate one for DJ Moore. He's fine, you know. Fine, boring, won't win you a championship. Amen. And Chase Claypool, the upside with him. Maybe like 800, 800 yards, 10 touchdowns. That's probably the upside. Yeah. That's that's like the yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have I have him down for 65 receptions, 865 yards, and six touchdowns. So it's unspectacular. Yeah. Um, not really the the I don't really want to invest in a Steelers wide receiver, if I'm being quite honest. But what I do want to invest in is a Steelers tight end. That's Pat Fryermuth. I like him a whole lot. Currently have him as the tight end 11. Want to move him up. Same with me. I have, I have him as the tight end 11. I can't move him up just because I have Komet over him. And I just don't really see me moving Fryermuth over Hawkinson yet. That's fair. So I don't know, like Hawkinson, as much as we were talking about Hawkinson before and as much as many concerns I have on Hawkinson, Hawkinson for me is a tier cutoff. And then it jumps to Komet, Fryermuth, Gasicki, or Smith, Dawson Knox for me in, in my ranks is like a new, a new tier completely. But as for, as for Fryermuth, I like him. I think he's got pretty decent touchdown upside. I have him down for seven touchdowns, 67 catches, for 612 yards. He was great, great to end the year last year. Ben Roethlisberger really loved him. Obviously, now it's no more Ben Roethlisberger, so we'd have to work with Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky. But I kind of think that he probably is going to be the 1B in this passing game to Deontay Johnson. Well, and we'll, okay, 1C maybe between Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. Yeah, I, I think of, of where they're all going right now, um, aside from Najee. 
I think I would be more comfortable taking Fryermuth over the other pass catchers. Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, I think so. Good, good tight end with upside, and who knows? Maybe you find the tight end on the rise. Fryermuth or Cole Komet? Komet. Komet for me as well. Fryermuth or Dawson Knox? Oof. That's who, that's who I want to move him ahead of, who I think I'm going to. I would go Fryermuth. Give me Fryermuth. Fryermuth or Irv Smith? Fryermuth. Fryermuth for me as well. That's going to be it for the AFC North. Make sure you come back on Thursday where it'll be Adam and I debating. Well, not debating. Not yet debating. Discussing the AFC and NFC West. And then next week, Adam will be deliberating. I guess this is like the, this is like the, uh, the 2022 presidential debate between Bird and Jake. Where we'll have our ranks. We'll be going head to head. Some of the things we disagree on. Well, it is the things we disagree on. Players that we have the largest discrepancies with. We will be debating. It'll be Jake versus I. I versus Jake. So, Jake. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll be cordial for now. But next week, I can't guarantee you are going to be very nice. The gloves will come off. The gloves will come off. But we have to understand something. We have to be civil for our children in Portland, Oregon. We're a family show. At the end Absolutely. of the day. Our, our children cannot see their parents fighting. Love you, Portland. Love this, Portland. This one's for you. Love Portland. Beautiful place. We are united by our love of Portland, Oregon. That's it for this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast. If you loved it, leave a five-star review. Subscribe and tell us how much you loved the program. And send in your questions. We will be doing a mailbag in two weeks. Actually, you know what, Jake? We'll save it for when you're when you're back from vacation. We'll do. Maybe we could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk. Well, you're he. Well, Jake is away August sixth through the thirteenth. So when Jake is back before drafts really get started, we'll do a draft mailbag. So start sending in your questions now, and and then when Jake is back from vacation, we will do a draft. Mailbag. So for Jake. I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening to the Basement Talk Podcast, the Fantasy Show, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.